Hello, and welcome back to the Sustainable Brown Girl podcast. This show exists to provide representation for women of color in the environmental space, to highlight their stories, and to educate the masses about how to be more eco-friendly every day. From gardening to thrifting, minimalism to veganism, sustainable business owners to influencers, environmentalists to activists, we are all on a journey to taking better care of our bodies and our planet. I'm your host, Ariel Green. Knowing the ingredients that are in beauty products is becoming more and more important to consumers. Today's guest has created a platform that makes it easy to learn about what goes into our favorite products and helps us to make more sustainable choices. But before we get too deep into that, I want to remind you to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It's super easy to do on any Apple device. Just search for Sustainable Brown Girl Podcast and be sure to follow if you aren't already. Then scroll down to the review area and I'm sure you want to leave a five-star review. So go ahead and do it. It really helps us with getting more people to discover the show. Be sure to leave a review on Apple Podcasts and I will feature it in an upcoming episode. We are bringing back the pop quiz segment of the show. I know we have some consistent listeners, so this might be easy for you. Each week, I'll recap something that was covered in the past episode. It could be last week's episode or one from two months ago. If you know the answer, simply DM at Sustainable Brown Girl on Instagram, and I'll give you a shout out and stories. Got it? Okay. So in episode 69 with Rachel Laurier of Kele Wele, what type of fruit does Rachel use in all of her culinary creations? This should be an easy one for you gals. If you know the answer, send me a DM on Instagram, and I'll give you a shout out. If you're not already, be sure to follow Sustainable Brown Girl on Instagram and use the hashtag Sustainable Brown Girl to be featured on the page. I love seeing what everyone's up to, their sustainable swaps, their outfit inspo. So I love sharing that on Instagram. Also, if you have a few dollars to spare, please consider becoming a Sustainable Brown Girl patron on Patreon. It really helps to keep the show going on a consistent basis, and you'll get access to some exclusive content. A link to the Patreon page is in the show notes. As always, your support is greatly appreciated. Today's featured Sustainable Brown Girl is Sabrina Nurani, founder of Clear For Me a platform that's taking steps to educate users on beauty product ingredients to ultimately make more sustainable decisions when it comes to the products they purchase. Hi, Sabrina. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Yay. So we always like to start the podcast with learning more about your background. So tell us how your sustainable journey began. Oh, um, I, so a little bit about my background. I, um, was born and raised in Tanzania and I'm, so I'm from East Africa, four generations from East Africa, and I'm also Indian. Um, my parents are, you know, four generations, um, before Tanzania, our family was from India. So, you know, I'm kind of like a, a, a strange mix <laughs> of an East African Indian immigrant. 
And I moved to the States when I was about eight years old with my family um, and, you know, went through the whole journey, I think, as all immigrants do, of trying to acclimate to not only a new culture, new way of, you know, way of living or the whole the whole thing that I think everyone can relate to that's been in my shoes. Um, but I grew up, you know, in a close family, I had two siblings, um, um, a supportive parent, uh, parental structure. And so I was really fortunate. But um, my journey really into sustainability, I, I think, was really subtle. You know, I think in the beginning, it wasn't really conscious choice. It was the way my mom and my dad kind of fostered an environment, like simple things like we always had dinner together and there was only one meal cooked. It wasn't like different meals. My mom made one thing and that was all. And so you eat that or you don't. But that's kind of the option. So I think there was a little bit of um, kind of that that type of mentality brought up, especially in like an immigrant family. And you just kind of have like one thing and we just are going to make the best of it. And um, I think more as a conscious and like a consciously is like, I think where that really stepped in for me, um, I think was, you know, more recently than not to be, you know, unfortunately. And I think it was when I stepped into my role as a mom and starting to like navigate the responsibilities I have and, you know, managing not only my life, but like my family's life, my husband's life, our household, those types of things have started to become aware of like, whoa, there's so much to do and so much to consume and so many decisions to make. And slowly you start to see the inefficiencies and the wastage and all of that. Um, and I think, you know, to be honest, that was probably my, like, that was the impetus for my own sustainable journey kind of um, road uh, or path to being more conscious about it. Yeah, I love how being a mom kind of helped you to be more conscious about your impact because I can see how, you know, you're nurturing this next, um, you know, this next generation. And it's like, you want to leave them a nice planet to have, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, you awesome. know, it's, it's true. Sometimes like things have to happen for you have to have to get that perspective and you need that. And you, you know, you start to have these conversations about how you want to parent or how you want to have conversations or, yeah. you know, what are the messages that you want to, you want to instill to raise, you know, more empathetic, um, aware human beings. And, you know, cause it's natural for us to look at what, what, how we were raised and what we would want to do different and what, how we want to evolve that. Right. And I think every generation does that and it's normal. And I think part of that also was like, okay, well, how do we make sure we instill someone that's, you know, um, humble and also assertive and also, you know, thinking about the impact and part of that definitely, you know, what we do, what we say impacts everyone around us and it's the same with what we consume. And so I think it's all really connected, you know, not just products we buy, but also like the choices and words we say. Yes, absolutely. I love that. So um, let's talk more about Clear For You. What is it and what inspired you to create it? Yeah. So, um, clear for me was, sorry, um, no, it's okay. <laughs> um, so clear for me, I mean, it's great. Clear for you, clear for me. It's, we're all clear. <laughs> the whole point is that, you know, everyone can be clear and it really stemmed from a personal problem that I developed out of the blue. So I do not come from the beauty world. I, you know, uh, my day trade, I was, uh, you know, in finance, I was in wall street, like a total different line of work, right. And total different path. Um, and I developed skin allergies out of the blue. Um, years ago, my lips all of a sudden, they started to tighten up. 
And then it started to get really itchy. And then eventually the skin around my entire mouth started to peel. And I was peeling so much that I was getting staph infections around my mouth every other week. Um, so yeah, you can imagine it was a pretty intense period. Um, and I, you know, went on this journey, I think as anyone would do when you have an issue with your skin or something going on with your health, you know, you start to become more educated. And so I, you know, I went down this path of like, what are some products I should consume or ingredients? You know, you kind of start to realize, well, it's really with their ingredients and things that you should look at and try to avoid or things that you should try to include based on the needs that you have. And I, you know, really learned so quickly that as a consumer, I could not pick up a product in a store or even online and quickly understand what's in it. And Mm -hmm. what does this do? And what, how do I make the right decision for me? And, you know, a key really simple um, but really big problem in our industry is that there's no standard for how ingredients are labeled. And this is true, not only for beauty products, it's for any product with an ingredient list, there's no standardization, but more importantly in cosmetics, you know, this problem is exemplified by ingredients like vitamin C, which we've all here now is amazing for skin, anti-aging, has all these incredible benefits because it's a vitamin, right? It's an antioxidant. Mm -hmm. It has 35 different synonyms that could be used in an ingredient list for it. Um, salicylic acid, which helps exfoliate your skin has 12 different synonyms for it. And water is the best example in our database. There's over 60 different ways that water is labeled by brands. Um, and that's water, right? And so it's not that, you know, it's because there's no standardization in the industry. It makes it really hard for a consumer to be able to navigate products and ingredient lists when they're trying to make an informed decision. But more importantly, the recommendations then we're getting from retailers that we shop at, it's not standardized and it's not personalized and data-driven. And so that was the big opportunity. So clear for me was built from this problem. And essentially we are the Google for ingredients and we service brands and retailers to help them provide ingredient clarity to their customers to help make sure that their ingredient information and product data is as consistent and clear across all of their channels. So when you and I shop for the products that we love, whether it's at a Sephora or an Ulta or a Target, we get the same consistent experience of those products and their ingredients and the information that's really relevant about the products attributes, like if they're gluten-free or organic or non-GMO. So we're able to help facilitate that transparency for brands and retailers so that when consumers shop, they can easily have a consistent, accurate, transparent experience for their products. That's awesome. So is it something, is it like something that I can go to and look up a product and see all of the ingredients and learn more about them? Yeah. So the way that you as a consumer can do it is Mm -hmm. you get to shop where you normally shop. So for example, Credo Beauty is one of our retail partners. So if you go to uh, Credo Beauty and look at any of their, you know, clean products that they sell as a consumer, you can go to their product page and where the ingredient list is. That's where Clear For Me kind of lives on product pages of of our brand's e-commerce sites. And as a consumer, you can now click on any ingredient and see a simple one to two sentence definition explaining what this ingredient is and what its functions are in layman's terms. Like, what does it mean to be a surfactant? What does it mean that it's an emulsifying agent or an abrasive? So we explain that in a neutral way and and right where customers are trying to understand and make the product choice. Um, You can do a lot of other capabilities, um, but clickable ingredients is really a core solution of ours that we are bringing to 
brands and retailers e-commerce pages, you know, one one brand at a time, but we now have over 350 different brand and retail partnerships. So we're growing and we're growing fast. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So is it like when when brands use this and then customers are able to look at the ingredients, does it provide more like um more information about the products and kind of gives the consumer more of a like understanding of the product and you know yeah it's a great question um so you know we we we've the need that we saw that is really important to solve mm-hmm. is that because customers are so thirsty for information and I'm sure, you know, you, I don't know if you've experienced, have you ever been down a Google rabbit hole, right? Like you look up something yes. and next thing, you know, like 20 minutes later, you're at somewhere that was so like far from where you were looking and then you're somewhere else and you kind of just go down these holes. And so I've been through that. The point, you know, that's a big problem. And and it stems from, okay, you had a question and you wanted to try to get the answer to it. So what we're solving is to be able to answer those basic questions, especially related to what is this product? How is this made? What does it do? The ingredient storytelling and the value prop, why it's differentiated, why it will solve the problem that you're really seeking and most important for your skin. And so that's that's what we help solve. And so we do it, you know, in a really, in the, the cookable ingredients, it's a really simple kind of offering where it's that standard one to two sentence definition really in a neutral way explaining what this ingredient is but we also marry it with the brand's custom um, information that they want to highlight to about an ingredient maybe why it's formulated in a really special way or how you know where it's sourced from or how is it sourced or you know what are some of the key benefits that they they believe with this formula it will bring to the consumer so we marry our neutral information with the brand's um, storytelling that's really unique about their product formulation and deliver that to the consumer in a user-friendly way so it's frictionless right like when you're shopping Mm -hmm. for a product you don't have to now open up another tab or you don't have to open up an app to kind of go down this hole you can literally get the information you want right where you're looking for it on the product page um, at least as it pertains to clickable ingredients and you know we facilitate a lot more but that's kind of just in a simple way it's being able to give you the information you want where you want it in a user-friendly bite-sized way so that you can continue the experience of looking at your reviews or the price points and all of those things that are also important when you're making a product choice yes absolutely i can see how that can be really helpful so for the brands that you're working with do you notice that it's more brands who are providing clean beauty or do you have like all different types of brands? Yeah. So this trend that we've seen in terms of customers seeking information, it mm-hmm. transcends clean. It tr- it's, it's true across the entire industry and, you know, across verticals beyond beauty, right? We've seen yeah. what happened with the food industry and how consumers demand for more information, like how that appended and created market players like Trader Joe's and Whole Foods, right? Because it was consumers thirst for information. And I think to answer your question, we are working with brands you know, that have one skew and that are, you know, really small niche indie beauty brands to large brands who understand that if you're not answering your customers' questions about products and their ingredients, then you're going to miss out. And so we work with so many different sizes of brands, small and big. um, And we're excited because at the end of the day, bringing transparency and information is is beyond clean. It's, It's table stakes on my end in terms of like when a consumer is looking for what products to buy. Yes, I see. So I know we're talking about going down rabbit holes, like 
some of the most um, talked about, I guess, ingredients in beauty products are like parabens and sulfates. And we all hear super negative things about them. So what are your thoughts on ingredients like that? Yeah, um, I think, you know, I feel like there are certain ingredients that are just really clear, black or white, right? Like Uh we shouldn't have things like asbestos in our products. Like we shouldn't have um, things like that are going to be so harmful, but to those, to the scope of like what products are formulated with, you know, consumers make their choice about what it is they want to consume and they get to lead and they get to choose what they want and what they don't want. And where I stand on that is products that are made in a sustainable way, in a way that doesn't harm, that creates other benefits like that, that, that deserves to exist out there. And it, there's no black or white in terms of what an ingredient is. Like everyone can say, well, I'm not going to use any chemicals in my products. Water is a chemical. Like it's, you know, we've, it's become the, what's happening, unfortunately for consumers is everything is so sensationalized where everyone has to be on one side or of the other, you know, it's either yes or no. And that's, Mm -hmm. you know, this is not just for cosmetics ingredients. This happens on the political world and in all of these other areas, you know, I, I feel this even as a mom, sometimes I'm like, Oh, if I don't do this, I'm a bad mom. Like we, it's so easy to be like, either you're good or you're bad. And it's created a really impossible structure for us to feel safe and feel comfortable just navigating and figuring things out. Like when I was in the thick of things with my lips, like I was like, okay, I'm going to just abort everything. And I literally use like three ingredients, coconut oil for like anything I could do coconut oil for apple cider vinegar and baking soda. And that was like for brushing my teeth, for washing my hair. Cause I was just like, let me just go, you know, on one end of the extreme. And I realized when I went on this journey, like that's not something that's sustainable for me. It's not something that actually like meets the need. I was just buying into the fear and buying into like, well, if I do this and I'm a bad, like I'm a bad consumer or I'm doing these. So, you know, to be honest, like the, the area, the, for these ingredients, like phenoxyethanol that sometimes gets a bad rep or, you know, that can get, it it depends and it depends on if it's safely used and what's great about us as consumers is we get to choose and we get to say, you know what, to me, it's more important that I have ingredients that are, you know, sustainably sourced, or it's more important for me that these have, you know, preservatives that do this because I need, you know, I I need this, or I don't want this. And so my goal is we want to empower consumers to be able to make the choices they want. And we want to make sure that when they are shopping, they, they are getting data-driven recommendations and data-driven, um, information. And that's what I want to bring out like, because of my experience. I felt so shamed and so disempowered. I'm that's really important as, um, kind of our offering as clear for me, it's not to tell you what's good or bad. It's just to give you the information so you can make that choice. And, and, and you can also be okay that if you make a choice one day, you can change that choice again. And we're, we're human beings and that's okay. And that's part of our journey. So I want to facilitate, you know, you know, in some way, a really inclusive way for us to be able to make our decisions and make mistakes or, you know, be on our own journeys, wherever that takes us. Yes. Yes. I totally get that. So you're not telling people what ingredients are good or bad. You're just giving them the information in a neutral way. 
Yeah. And look, yeah. all of there, I don't believe that there are so, you know, outside of like hundred percent, the bad agents, like we yeah. need more regulation. We need more, you know, information about the source of ingredients and, and about how things are made and if things are great, but it's harmful to the environment. Like that could mean uh, that for one person means something one on one end of the spectrum. And for somebody else, that that's not something as important where maybe they'll think about another part of like the formulation and, and um, the piece of like that product coming to market. And so we have to kind of give everyone a standardized way to look at things. So everybody can make the choice of like, you know, to me, this is really important to let me now be able to act on that, that, that belief. Yes, yes, absolutely. And you just mentioned um, product regulations. Like I know the U.S. is awful when it comes to regulating ingredients and beauty products like food products, all of that. So what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. So, you know, you, you hit the nail on the head. Like the last time there was a regulation in the cosmetic industry was 1938. Um, Wow. So you know, we have regulations all the time passing in in the house and Senate, but nothing related to that. And so that's, that was, you know, really clear on my end. And I know, you know, I think a lot of brands now that are formulating are are tying it to the EU standards, which have, you know, more than, you know, just about, you know, just around 1400 or so ingredients that are banned in terms of, and how they're, you know, how they decide or how the regulations they have around formula uh, labeling and any, any other, kind of things that Europe is doing. And so at the end of the day, like I believe real regulation, even if, you know, even if we see things change in the US, like it's not going to come from government agencies. Like mm-hmm. real regulation is going to come from our wallet choices and what we decide to spend our money with. Um, it's the reason why we've seen so much innovation and so much so many more products that are so much that are inclusive, that are meeting niche like segments and concerns that were never addressed. And that's the reason that that's been successful is because consumers are asking for it. And then, you know, Mark, it's a good old supply and demand, right? There's demand for these things and now supply is coming to the market. And so I think the same thing's going to happen as it really pertains to like how the industry is going to regulate. It's going to be self-regulated. That's going to be driven by consumer demand. There's a reason why sustainability is so important. It's not just because it's better for the environment. It's also, it's happening because consumers are changing the way they're buying. And so now brands and retailers are paying attention to be able to meet that demand in addition to also doing better for the industry. So I think what's been awesome about this, you know, piece of regulation is that there's becoming a new standard across like all brands of various sizes, you know, some ones that are more mass and some ones that are brand new that are innovating and the same with retailers, right? Like we're seeing retailers, you know, clean beauty retailers and the success of partners like Credo as we've seen, they're now the largest like clean beauty retailer in the world. And, you know, in the last, and they've grown so fast over the last 10 years, but we've also seen like players like Ulta, Target, you know, Sephora all step up to the bat to be able to make sure that they are raising standards. And I think that's what's so exciting because it's going to happen from the people that are in the industry, you know, both on the consumer side and on the servicing side of making products and selling them. Yes. So um, since products or ingredients aren't necessarily regulated. I know that terms like clean beauty and sustainable are also not regulated. Um, Are there certain things that we should look out for when we're navigating the beauty aisle to make sure that we're not being greenwashed? (laughs) 
Yeah. So, you know, as I mentioned, like the lack of standardization, not only just for ingredients, but also navigating like what's sustainable and what, you know, what we should look for. It's, it's overwhelming for consumers. It's, you know, a source of frustration and it's, it's honestly a big challenge. And I think, you know, we're, we're working on it, but I think as a consumer side, like I feel, you know, I kind of put on the mom role and the mom hat, like, you know, keep things simple and, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and it doesn't have to be, you have to kind of throw everything out to like restart again, right? Like it's, it's, it's kind of taking baby steps and not feeling like this pressure of having to do it all right. Um, it's, you know, try to remove the overwhelm and take it one step at a time. So some, you know, I, I kind of started with, okay, before I buy any other serum right now, even though I'm just getting so, I get so wrapped up. I was like, I hear this serum change so-and-so skin, like, okay, I, I want to try it. So I was like, okay, I'm going to make the choice that I'm literally not going to buy a serum until I finish out these three that are literally on my kitchen, uh, on my like vanity in my bathroom counter. Mm-hmm. And I think the same thing with like, with, with the things we're buying and like, you know, in the world of Amazon, it's so easy. You think of something like, let me just get it versus like, wait, do I have it? Do I finish all my sunscreen? Like, is all of that, do I really need another sunscreen like spray bottle or do I have the three that we finished it out? Like, and so I think um, for me, and like my advice is like not making it feel like you're doing everything wrong, picking one thing, starting small, keeping it simple and trying to find little hacks um, in terms of making sure, <clears throat> sorry, <clears throat> you consume everything. And then also like finding fun ways to like make things a multi-use, um, um, a multi-uses or multi-purposes. Like I, um <clears throat> I now have this really cool like blush that I also use as lipstick and being able to like just minimizes my makeup bag and it's much smaller when I travel, but also it's fun, right? Like you're able to do different things. I also buy like the lotion I buy for our, our family. It's the same one I use and, you know, our whole family uses it. And so like, I have this really big, like, I don't even know if it's a gallon kind of like bottle and that's what I used to refill but it's great because like my kids use it and my husband uses it and it's kind of all together versus like you know all segmented so those are some of the things I've done recently that I find like feel better about I know I'm making healthier choices and more sustainable choices and also kind of minimizing like all of the overwhelming feeling that you know everybody needs their own thing Yes, yes, absolutely. So I'm sure you see a lot of different brands, you know, come through clear for me. Are there any that you're super excited about? I mean, so many, and there's like so many that are doing such cool things and like taking transparency, sustainability, like, um, like efficacy, all of these things up like to the new levels. Uh, I mean, I think Codex is a brand um, who's found uh, founded by, you know, a, an incredible scientist, Barbara. And she like, I saw her speak a few months ago in San Francisco, the Personalized Beauty Summit, and like the level of detail that she looks at in terms of testing the products and innovating on sustainable sourcing of ingredients and how she looks at um, potentially creating environments, <clears throat> creating ingredients that will really change and upend the entire industry is like mind blowing. And seeing her like with her passion is incredible. I think um, another brand that I'm a huge fan of is Versed. Um, they not only like walk the walk, but they talk the talk. They, you know, they make very, you know, they're the largest, I think, fastest growing sustainable PD brand. And they, <clears throat> they, 
invest so much in not only building sustainable products, but educating consumers on how to like understand what sustainability means to them and how they, how they deliver that and how a consumer can think about that. And I think like brands that invest a lot in educating, I think are the ones that impress me the most. Maybe that's because naturally that's kind of what clear for me is about. So I really, I really get behind brands that are, that are behind that ethos that invest in that, because I think as a consumer, I, I kind of put the consumer hat. I want to know and I want to understand. And I, I also know when I go to a site like Burst or I go to other brands, I know they know so much more. And I'd love to like absorb as much as I can, but in a way that I can like understand and also I can apply. Um, and, you know, I think um, I think those are some of the two examples that I, I think more recently came to mind. <laughs> yes. Awesome. Yeah. It's so exciting mm-hmm. to see all of these clean brands and who are really just trying to make an impact, you know, to, to be better and do better. Yeah. Yeah. So some of your favorite brands. Oh, wow. You know, I'm so basic. Honestly, I like, I, I honestly like don't even have any like specific skincare routine, Yeah. (laughs) but as far as makeup goes, I've been using, um, Clover for the clove something like that. Um, and like, you know, for skincare, I've been using plain products, you know? So yeah, super basic. Yeah. <laughs> Are there ones on, um, from a sustainability standpoint that you feel really impressed by? Um, honestly, I haven't really looked that much into it, but so clove, I know they use, um, I chose them because they use like refillable makeup, you know, yeah. um, Trustique is another one that I've used for makeup. Yeah. Um, cause they also have like refillable options and I think they use clean ingredients too. And, um, plain yeah. products, they, they also have like um, like metal containers and all that. So <laughs> it's, it's so cool how now like refillable makeup and refillable, like is, is it's standard, right. As of yeah. like, like 10 years ago, that was, that was just crazy. And that was right. like, something that, you know, was feasible. And, and that's, what's so cool about what's happening in the industry is like brands are innovating and like, yes. um, make, you know, makeup, especially the fact that you can go and just get your whole foundation refilled is incredible. And there's so many brands now offering that. And, and they're also great products that like look great and you feel good in. Um, and it's, you know, it's not the kind of like quintessential things that we used to look at brands like that. They were like, Oh, they're just hip. They're just like hippie brands and they're not really, you know, they're just made in a farm and you know, they're yes. not going to actually do anything. Whereas like, that's just, you know, there's so much innovation that's happened in terms of like efficacy and, in, 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 in clean brands or, you know, um, in what's coming out today, in addition to sustainable, uh, practices in terms of like how we consume it. So it, it's exciting. And like, it, I think it's easy to get overwhelmed or get, you know, feel negative about the state of the world. And yes, it, it can feel scary, but it also like, you know, we are, there's some exciting things happening. And I think getting behind, like just doing all of our parts a little bit, like, I feel like I'm excited about what's coming in the industry. Yes, definitely. It is an exciting time. Yeah, (laughs) I know. Um, One last question I want to ask you is in regards to DIY products, because you mentioned earlier that when you were having your skin issues, you, um, you, use some, you know, very basic products. So yeah. I want to know, like, what are your thoughts on people making their own products? Oh, I mean, I, 
I'm a huge fan. I, you know, I give so much props to, to, um, to people that do, I feel like, you know, everyone's there, everyone's has, it's a way to be able to express yourself, right? Like using skincare or makeup. And, um, I think, you know, my level of it has been either going simple, basic, like what I mentioned earlier, or I'll mix products that I have to make a color combination that works for my skin color and skin type. And I think that like, there's always, that's always happening. Like people are always trying to figure out like what's the right combo for them. Um, I, you know, I think it's amazing. And I'm, I'm just so excited to see the, some of the brands now that are starting to incorporate the DIY uh, capability in the consumer experience. Um, not only um, through things like, you know, virtual try-on, but like um, function of beauty, you can now, you know, you can go to a target and create your mix of like your personalized shampoo in terms of what you want. Like, I think there's so many ways that DIY can be exhibited. And I think what's cool is starting to see some of that in the, in the product discovery experience part of like deciding which products to buy and what to make. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah it, it is nice to kind of experiment a little bit and, you know, see what works for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's super cool. Yeah. So tell us what's next for Clear Clear for Me and how people can support you, how they can find you online and all that. Yeah, so um, they can find us on our Instagram at clearfur underscore me um, and, you know, check it out. I think, you know, the main thing, that I think we're, we're trying to upend is we think at the end of the day, being able to understand ingredients on any product you consume, wherever you want to consume them should be table stakes, as I mentioned. Right. So in order to be able to get that, like our goal as a, you know, our ask to you as a consumer is if you care about that, like ask your brands, right? Like, why aren't you making your ingredients clickable? Like provide that data. It's happening you know, in hundreds of different brand sites. And um, if it's not with clear for me, do it with other, in another way. Right. But I think like this, us being able to want this information and be able to get it, it shouldn't feel like a burden, right. We shouldn't feel bad about asking for that. We shouldn't feel like we're, you know, trying to be Sherlock Holmes and like, you know, it's a detective thing. It's not about that. It's not about uncovering bad things or uncovering things that are hidden. It's actually just uncovering information so we can, we can feel less, um, less overwhelmed and more empowered. Um, and so I think for us, you know, my goal is like, you know, continue to, you know, continue to seek the information you want and get it. And you will, there's so many, so many incredible brands that are doing it. And, um, I, I think it's just want you to, I just want to say it's okay. And because I believe it. And I think I, our goal is to be able to change that across the board and, you know, bring clickable ingredients to every single brand, you know, out there, not just in the U S but across the world. And we're doing that, um, one at a time. <laughs> yes. I love it. Yes. You were doing it. I love to see it. It's so great to be able to have the option to learn more about the products and our ingredients, because it's, you know, really important for us to know what we're putting on our skin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's fun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So Sabrina, our last question is what does being a sustainable Brown girl mean to you? Oh man, you saved the hardest one for last. <laughs> you know, um, I, I think, um, I, you know, I, I guess the answer to me is being able to, to transfer this knowledge or to be able to impart this, to be able to raise really like special human beings that will make an impact. So, 
if we can, you know, teach the things that we're learning to our kids so that like, you know, my kids can, for example, for me, like it's doing it with my kids. So it's part of like their everyday and it's part of the way that they are, you know, engaging with all these little tasks that, or, you know, fun things or things that, that we do as a family, like that would be impactful because I can actually like create a network effect with one child. Right. And now I have three, so I get to do that across three of my kids. And so for me being a sustainable Brown girl is being able to impart, you know, that knowledge to my kids and also, you know, the knowledge that we as humans are, you know, there's a book that's called same, same, but different. Like we're all, you know, a little bit different, but we're also all the same. And so being able to share that we're all mirrors for each other, that things we all experience are, you know, all connected across the entire universe. Um, being able to share that along with some of the practices, it just makes it more impactful because then you know that when you're making a choice or doing certain things, like it has an effect. And so if you feel like it can have an effect, then like, it's wow. It's not just, you know, to just check this off for my mom. It's actually because it's going to make this better and it's going to change this for the world. And it's going to, you know, have an effect with the kids and, you know, the kids I hang out with at school or, you know, it just starts to have a network effect. Um, and so I think being able to impart that is, um, what you know what I the pride that I take in being a mom and what I want to continue on yes I love it you're doing it for the kids and for the future generations that's amazing thank you so much Sabrina for joining us today it's been such a pleasure oh thank you so much Ariel I'm I'm really stoked and honored to be here and big fan so thank you so much thank you If you want to keep the conversation going, follow us at Sustainable Brown Girl on Instagram and Facebook. Check out the website at SustainableBrownGirl.com and send any questions, comments, or topic ideas to podcast at SustainableBrownGirl.com. Be sure to leave a review on Apple Podcasts and tell your friends about your favorite episode. Donate to Patreon if you can, and be sure to watch the full video interview on YouTube. Until next time, let's continue to make better choices for the health of our bodies and the planet. Thanks for listening.